Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the path? Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and boy, it is a slow time for Star Wars right now. But you know what? We're, uh, we're going to bear through it. We're going to keep watching Clone Wars. We're going to keep putting those out for you guys. Uh, but uh, real quick, Battlefront 2 has double XP going on right now if you're playing that. Um, and uh, also, we got a new format in our description box. So you can follow along with the Clone Wars at home a lot more easy with those hyperlinks now set up to activate the episodes when you smash that link. And uh, yeah, other than that, we got Diego meeting us in the cantina. So uh, let's go over and, uh, and meet him up. landing all right welcome back thanks to be that thanks i'm oh, blah. glad to be back having one of those days yeah right? having one of those days let's yeah. just get closer here. yeah uh yeah so we just watched uh the next two clone wars episodes um we did um uh weapons factory and or sorry landing landing at point rain and uh weapons factory mm-hmm. um now uh, these are two, I guess, last time we talked about like Senate Spy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where Padme went to the, um, well, undercover and, uh, you know, did the whole kind of stealing of those plans to the Gene Ocean factory, the droid factory. Yeah, Clovis, uh, Senator Clovis, whatever, who was conspira- uh, conspiracizing with the, sorry, word there. He, he's like uh, uh He's in cahoots with the separate. Yeah, he's in cahoots with the separate with yeah. the seppies. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So like yeah. So yeah, she she grabs the plans and you know and and you know they get the plans back to the Republic and to the Jedi Council and mm-hmm. now basically this these first two episodes were two out of like kind of four. So that that one with Padme sent us by was like the prelude, and then these two that we just watched are the first half of like a giant arc, mm-hmm. which is basically just like the campaign for Geonos uh, for Geonosis again. Right. Uh, because the last time we saw Geonosis was in Attack of the Clones, which was which was Star Wars Episode Two, yeah. like the live action film. Yeah. Uh, which you know predecesses this show. So uh, there's a nice little comment from Obi Wan about it. You know, it was like uh, at the beginning of the first episode when Cody's asking him about. Uh, Geonosis and or, uh, Obi-Wan asked him about it and and uh, you know Cody's like I, I, I didn't take part in that first battle uh, and then uh, Obi-Wan's like oh well you didn't miss much uh, I was uh, just strapped to a pole and uh, almost eaten by some giant creatures <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, it was good it was it was good um, I like those callbacks yeah but uh, yeah was there anything in this first episode though uh, that's kind of stood out to you it was very action-packed so not a lot of like 
crazy character development there. But we did see Kiadi Mundi for the first time in action. The only time we've seen him in action is uh, on Geonosis. Uh, on Geonosis, yeah. And um, during Order 66. And uh, during Order 66, right? His yeah. death scene. Yeah. So uh, how did you like him and his kind of style and his clone force and all that? I, I like his troopers. They have some nice armor. Uh, they've got that flamethrower setup going, which is pretty sweet um they uh, I, I don't know it's, it's cool because we don't really like again like we don't really see much of him other than those two instances but he's like he's uh he's got his stuff down he's not like uh no rookie in a sense he's definitely definitely good at what he does yeah 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 for sure um he comes across as like this wise kind of yeah very figure you know like yeah. very calm very wise yeah we're, we're a wise guy he knows he's got, what he's doing keeps yeah. himself but like when it's time to you know he's got two busy. brains in that head yeah yeah, yeah. Um, got room for him too yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i i really like his his uh commander commander jet yeah. uh all their armor he's got the gray all the gray the, all the all the helmets um are very similar to uh i believe it's um is that there, I think there was another Clone Force that has very similar helmets. I think it was in the very, very first episode, uh, we had the episode uh, um, called Cat and Mouse. It was a, like the first thing that we watched. Um, and it was uh, Anakin um, leading uh, a bunch of clones against this giant Separatist ship and Admiral Trench, that spider guy. Uh, was it was, a, it was a game of like, cat and mouse basically you know he was just like avoiding all the missiles on that uh, that stealth ship that he had like the experimental like stealth ship and then eventually he you know tricked the missiles into blowing up that big separatist cruiser cruiser and then he was able to go down to the surface and help bail organa and, and stuff like that right? right so this is going all the way back to the beginning but i think those there was two clones in that ship that were kind of like submarine style troopers like they were kind of moderate monitoring all the stuff on the in inside the ship i think those guys had the same helmets mm -hmm. so yeah these are these are like gear that we've seen before but um so i don't really know what kiati mundi's like legion does but um um yeah i don't i, don't I mean they got flamethrowers so that's pretty sweet he's got some flame troopers yeah, yeah. which is really cool and yeah. and oh yeah and those guys uh you saw what those were they were wearing right yeah like they, they were in like the um the camel and they were wearing the 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 same gear that the clones wore on that on that ice planet so they yep. got the mask and everything. it was the same model and everything it was just kind of retextured to be kind of flame looking which is kind of cool because the flame troopers from the first order and and the snow troopers i think they do some kind of like things in common there as well but uh in their helmet i think from the new movies mm -hmm. not that you care but yeah i, I really i couldn't care yeah. less about, yeah. <laughs> about those abortions but anyways <laughs> oh my goodness uh so yeah so uh, we got um so we got an episode of like action with you know Anakin, Obi Wan, Kiadi Mundi, and and uh, um, you know they basically kind of like broke through the enemy lines, met up at a certain location. Obi Wan almost died. Yeah. Uh, we had a little appearance from Waxer and Boyle, uh, two clones, a bit of a more favorite bunch of clones uh, on Obi Wan's two twenty second uh, uh, battalion. Uh -huh. um, and uh, Waxer and Boyle, one of them, I think is either, which one is it now? I think it might be, might be Waxer, I don't know. Um, he's got the tattoo on the side of his helmet of, of uh, what, did I, what did I say her name was? 
Mona? No, no, Numa. no. Numa. Numa or something? Yeah, yeah I think maybe, it was Numa. Maybe yeah. Numa? Yeah. Yeah, so the little Twi'lek girl that they befriended before on... Uh, in one of those previous episodes, I think it was it was the uh, the campaign on uh, the last big four part campaign, which was for um, Ryloth. Mm-hmm. So um, almost a, like almost twenty episodes ago or whatever um, at this point. But um, yeah, it was kind of cool to see them again. Um, but I think like the bigger kind of reveal uh, in the second episode is when you really get. Uh, Luminar and Dooley and Barris Offy, who Barris uh, kind of is actually a really big player like later on in the show, but um, she kind of meets Ahsoka in this episode and befriends her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luminar and Dooley, who we just saw, you know, they, we saw those two at the at Geonosis before in Attack of the Clones, like whip out their lightsabers in the big crowd, and you know, that that's was, pretty much it. That was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of cool to see them in action and Luminar and Dooley. Like, how would you describe her character? Um, also similar to, uh, um, Kiara Mundi in the sense that she's very, um, very calm, you know, wise, uh, she looks younger, but like, she's very straight to the point, knows what she's doing and like just business, yeah, business. But at the same time, she doesn't. She's one of those characters that you can tell she definitely thinks. The calculating. Yeah, she calculates every little thing she does, especially yeah. in battle before she goes into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas Anakin is kind of, oh, let's see what happens, kind of thing. And yeah, he's he just, a lot he just more, wings it. Like yeah, he just wings it. He's a lot more improvised. Yeah, um, totally, totally. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. he also he's a lot more confrontational so yeah did you notice like the relationship between ahsoka and anakin like bantering back and forth oh yeah and then like they're married yeah yeah, exactly and then luminar on dueling comes in with barris and she kind of like whispers over at barris and goes like oh they're kind of known for this and you know like whatever right yeah Uh, yeah and 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 then when they come up they it's just like oh like there's this solid respect between the master and the apprentice in this relationship but then if you look at anakin and ahsoka it's like they just they're just button heads all yeah. the time because she's just this peppy little kind of person with, with, you know, way too much ego about her that, you know, she's overly confident and everything like that. Yeah. But, and then Anakin is exactly the same way because when you look at what he's like in attack of the clones, you know, honestly, and Hayden Christensen gets a lot of flack for playing the Anakin Skywalker because, you know, people say, Oh, he's wooden. He's like, played in this arrogant kid that was just like yelling all the time and super like you know obnoxious and you know like yeah. uh just whiny yeah. right like like this is ahsoka like this is sand. ahsoka at this point in time like um it's 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 mirroring the intentional character of of anakin skywalker right. like in in the prequels right right uh, <laughs> at, at least in episode two um episode three opens up in a very different like pace right like his character is a lot more serious he's a lot more you know patient and um a lot darker yeah um and and it gets progressively and war darker. yeah and war has scarred this kid who started off being this uh you know uh this this guy who who wanted more and more and more and and now he's still that guy, but and he's he's almost on the top, but he still wants more, and he's still hungry for for more power, right? Which is kind of like his character, but um, but yeah, like like Ahsoka is like very 
overly confident in her abilities, right? Yeah. So, you know, she's leading, she's a commander at this point, right. and she's like leading their briefing, and then Anakin keeps interjecting, and then she gets really ticked off, and, yeah. and you know, it's just like a constant thing going on. But um, you still don't like her character at this point. No, not really. I mean, like, she's, she's cool, I guess, but not... Uh, she's getting better, you think? Yeah, she's getting better, but she's still not... I, she hasn't grown on me yet. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know at this point, uh, she hadn't really grown on me too much either, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of like the main focus. Of the episode is just like how they, how it brought the mass, like it, it was more like a trust thing. Right. Yeah. Um, just like, uh, Anakin's growth in like having to trust Ahsoka with, with the, the tasks that he gives her. Right. It's, um, because the relationship uh, goes both ways, right? Like as a student, you're relying upon the master to teach everything they know uh, so that you could be the best you can be, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is also the same with Obi-Wan and Anakin in episode three. Like you get uh, that little piece where, where Obi-Wan says, oh, Anakin, I've taught you everything I know, you know, you're, and you've become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. And it, and it kind of like is the optimistic upside of like, Palpatine's little flair that he talks about that Sith, um, you know, the Darth Plagueis story and how, you know, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. You know, yeah. like so it's kind of like mirroring, like paralleling that. But now we get this kind of earlier on. And um, and it's like, oh, like, what is that relationship that's talked about by Obi-Wan in tale, right? Um, well, it's like, it really is like, you know, you're, it's an apprenticeship and like, and you are an apprentice, right? Like by trade, like, like, yeah. and, and so you are reliant upon, you know, other people to teach you what you need to know to, to advance yourself. Right. Yeah. So it is the same way with the Jedi, right? Like, like the master and the apprentice, like, and that is it. Like they're like, if, if that relationship doesn't get along, then they're hooped. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently reading Master and Apprentice. It's taking me ages to get through this, but it's a it's a book about Obi Wan and Qui Gon. I'm gonna do a full episode based upon this because there's so much gold in there. But um, like Qui Gon and Obi Wan did not always get along at all. Like like there there's definitely like relational struggles there. Like to the point where um, where you know Obi Wan is like, oh, Qui Gon doesn't want me as a, an apprentice anymore, and uh, and Qui Gon is doubting his ability to teach Obi Wan in a way because they're not synchronized like mentally you know like it's um it, it's like it's, it's an issue for them right right uh and and if you get a lot of that butting head between master and apprentice it's like how does that relationship work and how does that benefit the student right um or or the master because like anakin's problem is that he can't let go of people close to him right so not only is he struggling with trusting ahsoka to carry out these tasks but he's also like very personally like attached to the well-being of her life, right? Um, if something were to happen to her, he would it would be greatly affected, which is something that Yoda. It's what I mentioned to you earlier, like just like foreshadowed in like the in the film, like in the theatrical release. He's like, well, like you know, Anakin's biggest problem is going to be letting to let go of his apprentice, and uh -huh. you know, Luminar unduly brings this up in this very episode as well. So there's a lot of like. You know, I don't want to kind of give everything away, but like there's a lot of foreshadowing, obviously, because she doesn't show up in the movies. So there's a lot of foreshadowing that 
like Anakin's not going to be around Ahsoka by the time of Revenge of the Sith. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I don't know. Was there anything that uh, stood out to you? Pieces of tech? Um, as far as dialogue goes, not not a whole lot. I mean, these, these two episodes, it's just, uh, it's an action scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's pretty awesome uh you know impact. it's pretty cool it's like the highest yeah. budget episodes that i think yeah we've seen so far on the so, show yeah right? totally totally like, i mean like not not a whole lot of talking it's just kind of like like you said building trust and stuff like that but um yeah it's mainly action action's always good and but like i was saying to you earlier it, it's still so crazy to just think that you know george lucas um comes up with all it came up with all this stuff in his head like mm-hmm. one guy yeah right so yeah. it's just it's just crazy like how do you oh it's insane you know, I, like i was even thinking about that when you hear the gian oceans talk it's like yeah you know like, yeah, like who thinks like, of that like right like <laughs> yeah like like that kind of like clicking is like is a uh, something that's used in some african languages right yeah like you yeah. know super kind of out there and and it's like Man, like, the, like Star Wars, it's based in like our reality. Like, like that's always been the case. Like, even back to 1977, when all the ships were kind of loosely based off of like, you know, vehicles in our real world that was then kind of translated into this universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's like even, but even the cultural aspects of some of these cultures in Star Wars and like the the languages they speak and everything, like even those have got real world influence it's not all just science fiction right like yeah. uh, there's so much kind of driving stars from our real world which um like it just like helps connect it right like it, like the, the the connective tissue there is uh so relatable because you know totally. it, it feels familiar because like you know we obviously yeah do you hear that yeah that's my that's my phone going off oh. <laughs> yeah that's just me getting choo choo train yeah that's just my text ringtone <laughs> Jeez. okay um yeah so um yeah you know you're right like a big big action episodes here and there but yeah um i don't know what like what did you think of the like some of the tech that we saw like because we we got these super tanks that showed up which we've never seen before yeah um we had um uh what else yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that was pretty much it. Like the yeah, tanks, they had, were kind in, of the secret weapon surprise that showed up, which yeah, then didn't really last. Like that long. in impenetrable, impenetrable armor and whatnot, which is not a you know new idea to Star Wars by any means, but uh, just this particular ship, we don't really see it. And then you know, <laughs> the <laughs> Anakin and um, what's her nuts, they go underneath this bridge that. All, there's like I don't know maybe ten or so of these ships lined up you know impenetrable yeah, armor yeah and they both go under the bridge they put a couple mines there and then they get on the other side of the bridge click and they all fall down yeah so yeah. it's like yeah impenetrable armor but gravity always wins like <laughs> <laughs> yeah they so, just fall down and blow up yeah uh, yeah no, it's Anakin style oh yeah uh, yeah you know it, it was it was like visually appealing episodes like yeah. believe it or not though like this level of quality is the kind of the quality that you get later on almost all the time yeah like that's that's how like like visually that's where the benchmark gets to kind of thing right like so 
now you kind of see it's like oh yeah no like visually like appealing wise like animation wise and everything like the show's like improving as time goes by definitely um yeah yeah so even just from season one to season two like you can definitely see oh yeah you know yeah for sure little snippets of episodes in season one that you know quite frankly looks like a ps2 game yeah like right? that downfall of a droid arc i think i mentioned it when we yeah. were watching that i was like look at that like yeah. look at all that the shaders don't look good like yeah. the animation's really like kind of jittery and i was like yeah it just doesn't it doesn't look great you know it yeah. just doesn't hold up nearly as well as as some of these episodes here and even these ones aren't as good as the ones like later on no i'll bet yeah. so yeah so it's it's kind of crazy but yeah uh, yeah, the budget for these is pretty is pretty high. Uh, I think that was why the show got canceled right when Disney bought the company because like it just wasn't really making much. I guess like there was very minor profit involved with the show that they were just putting out. And uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, like you know, George is a filmmaker who wants to tell a story. Yeah. Um, he wanted to tell, you know, the story of the Clone Wars, right? So the best way to do that was through animated TV show because it was like the best budget wise possible like way to do it right um but at the same time it's like he's a filmmaker who wants to tell a story and he's not going to let anything get in his way of doing that so like not money not nothing right so he's done it before and he he keeps persisting to do that so yeah uh but of course you know corporate businessmen don't see it that way like they're like oh this isn't making any us any money like it's making us like you know zilch yeah let's just get rid of it right and that's exactly it like you know george lucas was always in every project he did like it, he was always more in the mindset of quality versus quantity whereas disney yeah. is quite obviously you know the other way around quantity versus quality right yeah sometimes it definitely yeah. feels that way other times it's like i think okay they definitely do want to go for the quality but but it's it's normally quality with a balance of quantity you know like almost like milking the franchise until there's nothing left to get kind of thing right yeah um so like we've definitely seen that with like star wars resistance the tv show I wasn't a huge fan of that i could definitely tell it was one of those things that just wasn't really planned super well and even though it was like semi well like written enough for the age group it was designed for it was just very cheap feeling didn't feel like an authentic star wars show at all yeah um <laughs> You know, and it was canceled after two seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So naturally, it's like, okay, they could have had this keep going, but they didn't. And it's like, yeah, it's just because they didn't have that many people watching it. It's like, you know, Clone Wars is one of those shows that, like, very few times do shows come back from the dead. And this was a show that was resurrected for fans because fans love it so much, right? Like, like they only putting out 12 episodes and they're kind of shuffling story priority around to get these 12 episodes out as quote on like a final season, so to say. Um, but at least it's something, you know, at least it's something that we're going to get or that we are getting. And, uh, you know, I've been keeping on it like weekly. Uh-huh. You're not at that point in the show, but no, not yet. Yeah. So, so we got a little clip here. Uh, I want to start playing these once in a while, just, uh, little featurette uh webisode on starwars.com 
if you're not using the links in the description um, to, to get to that page and watch that feature ad, we're just going to start playing them here or maybe maybe some of them, the ones that kind of have a little more relevance. But um, yeah, I'm going to play one or two of them here. Uh, just Dave Filoni kind of talking about supervising director Dave Filoni of the show, uh, just talking about uh, the challenges and uh, just briefly kind of like the significance of some of the plot lines of uh, these these episodes. So uh, here we go. You just make sure you get yourself to that landing zone in one piece. I shall be waiting for you when you finally arrive. Gentlemen, if you are quite finished, we have a battle to begin. Landing on Point Rain is a very basic story. I mean, they're basically going to land, they're going to get shot down, and then it's a matter of survival to see if they can get to Obi-Wan Kenobi in time. Last time I was chained to a pole and attacked by several humongous monsters. That sounds... Entertaining. What you see is not what originally the story was about. George said this was going to be a D-Day attack on Geonosis. We thought we had it working to a pretty good point, and George started watching it, and all of a sudden, there's a tremendous amount of work to do. I cannot believe we're back here again. It is unfortunate. Remember that scene in Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader comes to the Death Star at the very beginning? I'm kind of like the Darth Vader on the show, I will admit. I'm here to put you back on schedule. And the episode director's kind of like Moff Gergerod. I need more men. And then George comes in, the Emperor comes in, completely destroyed our Death Star. We build a new Death Star, a whole other episode, a new episode within the schedule. That won't be easy. We'll have to catch up. I always talk about a great job. The episode directors and the story artists and designers did. But the production team on The Clone Wars is the best. Everybody had to knuckle down and deliver on this, and they did. I still don't know how they did it. Good luck, General. There is no such thing as luck. There's no one way to make a Clone Wars episode. Every episode has unique challenges. George had brought over all this live-action footage. Battle of the Bulge, The Longest Day, Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan. We recut the episodes using live-action footage, old Clone Wars episodes, portions we had shot for this episode, and we just amalgamated this whole thing together. We had all this aerial footage from World War II cut in and the, with the Gene Ocean fighters and stuff, and Brian and I are just looking at this, going like, boy, if we could do this, this would be really awesome. Rex! We need to mobilize, now! For all the ways we did not blow anything up in Senate Spy, the romance episodes, all that bottled up, like, come on, this is Star Wars. Well, it sure comes out in landing on point oh, yes. range. Ready? Now! Go, 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 go! I have always wanted to do a scene at the Jedi Temple where the kids are practicing cutting shapes. I think circles are the most often cut shape, but Barris cuts a square. I have no idea why. Maybe because she's a bit more square than Ahsoka. There must be a scene somewhere where Yoda's teaching these kids and they have like a target shape they're supposed to cut. And some of the kids are cutting circles, but they're more like ovals. And he's like, no, that's not a good circle. You know, some of the kids are cutting squares and they ends up like a rhombus. And he's like, no. That's bad shape. I mean, do they get judged on that kind of thing? Is that part of their Jedi training? I mean, she cuts a pretty nice rectangle. Nice work. I mean, it's got like 90 degree corners. It's very impressive. Duel of droids. We got a duel of droids. Ahsoka cuts this hole in this grate and jumps onto a vulture droid. It's like a perfect circle. I mean, the muscle control, if you ever try to draw a perfect circle, it's almost impossible. So when you think of it for a human being, why cut a circle? You, you create all that extra space. Why not cut a square? You can walk through it easier. So maybe Varys is just on 
She's kind of like a shape revolutionist. All right, thanks everybody for joining us for uh, Star Wars Escape Pod, Clone Wars Talk. And, uh, you know, always great to have Diego back with us and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, get some use out of us hearing some of these featurettes. Um, I'm just grabbing these off the StarWars.com website. So if, you, if you're kind of paying attention to the way that our descriptions are working now for these Clone Wars Talk episodes, you'll notice that um, if you're using an app that supports hyperlinks, uh, there might be a, a link that you can click. If not, um, it might have some random text about the the episode and how you can stream on Disney Plus, whatever. Um, and you might not know what that's all about. It's because the links aren't working, but uh, you know that's okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna try and do this where I play the featurettes themselves uh, right here on the show, and you know, hopefully that's not a problem, like legally. But uh, yeah, they're you know they're they're, they're like fun little kind of like one or two minute web things that. You know they're 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 online. They're on StarWars.com. They're on YouTube. Whatever. And I'm pretty sure it's cool if we just play them right here. Shh, no one needs to know. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, let us know what you want to do. Um, let us let us know in the in it, drop us a suggestion uh, on our Twitter feed at SWEscape Podcast or uh, the Escape Pod at Outlook.com. Send us a voice memo, whatever. Uh, just you know, shoot us some feedback. Uh, you want to hear these Dave Filoni featurettes at the end? Uh, do you not? Do you, do you want uh, more episodes, uh, Clone Wars, in, in in a podcast episode? Or do you like the, the two uh, at once kind of thing? Just let us know. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. May the Force be with you. Thank you.